Welcome back to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. Behind every planner, there's a person. And behind every person, there's a story. In today's episode, I share the story of Jillian Nelson. And she joined me on a very special day because not only is this episode 39, this was my last episode recorded at the age of 39. And during our conversations together, I actually turned 40. So we did a late night interview. And at some point during this episode, I literally say like, I just turned 40. (laughs) Literally just turned 40. So it was a very special way to have my 39th episode on my last night of being 39 and to get to know Jillian Nelson better as well. But before we get into her interview, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to my listeners. And as you know, I like to pick um, based on my stats from anchor.fm, I like to pick out uh, a geographic location most weeks to say, hey, thanks for listening. And I realized I'm not quite sure if I've ever done my own country, United States of America. So I pulled up the info and the largest contingent of listeners is from California. So hey, thank you if you're listening from the West Coast, particularly from Mountain View, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Sacramento, San Jose, Elk Grove, Antioch, Temecula, Santa Clara, Stockton, Pleasanton, Manteca, uh, and Gardenia. So thanks so much. I'm happy to have you as part of the Planner Lifestyle community. Make sure to tune in every week for new Planner related content. Okay, so let's get back to Jillian. She has... (laughs) Stay tuned if you want to find out what celebratory food she is actually fed to a llama, an actual live animal llama. She is an active member in Planners Gone Wild and just spent her uh, first experience at a planner conference in Vegas this year with uh, the Go Wild conference. So she breaks down her experience there, as well as gives us the lowdown on being a planner with autism. She works for the Autism Society of Minnesota and is just a great advocate and educator in that arena. So I wanted to have her on and see how her planning life relates to that um, portion of her life as well. So let it be a help to you as well. I said as well probably 500 times. Let that be the cue to roll the interview. Well, Jillian, thanks so much for coming on Planner Lifestyle Podcast. It's such a joy to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show. It's such a pleasure to be here. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. I'm excited it's actually happening. Yeah. So we are friends from Minnesota Planner Addicts. We've gone to several meetups together and have been in the community together for I don't even know how long. In planner months, years whatever. Well, it actually hasn't been that long. I was really scared of the group for a long time. Um, I didn't come to my first meetup until the Valentine's Day one. Was that 2018? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like a year year and and a half. Yeah. Well, it seems so much longer than that. It does. I mean, there's been all sorts of big things. Like we've had state fair meetups and we all met Erin Condren. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we have like really dynamic meetups. I mean, how many groups have like two day straight meetups just because it's cold out? Right, exactly. Like you can't come on Saturday, you can't come on Sunday. Let's just do both days and whoever can come can come. That's true. That was a good weekend. That was good. 
Well, can you, so that's how we met and that's how we know um, each other. But can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself or where they can find you online if they haven't met you yet? Um, I am Jillian Nelson. Um, I'm a very autistic planner. Um, I talk a lot about autism in all the planner groups. Um, I'm typically on Facebook most of the time, um, hanging out in PGW or Planner Adventures or any of the 5 million offshoots from both of those groups. <laughs> um, I spend a little time on Instagram. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, and on Instagram, I'm at Puzzling Unicorn. But I, I'm pretty old. Instagram confuses me. Oh, so that's why you're on the Facebooks? Yeah, the Facebook I get. <laughs> the Facebook's not confusing yet. Okay, but Except you can... for when Zuckerberg changes things. And you're like, where's that button? Well, you can link your Instagram with your Facebook. So it posts in both places. Yeah, like my plan is always to be like really intentional with my Instagram and do like planner stuff or like everyone else does. And I just, I never, my my planner pictures aren't as pretty. I don't stage anything. And I've actually started hashtagging things never staged. Never staged. (laughs) I'm going to it no, right like now. I'm going to what you're talking about. You have a lot of life there. there. Like, just you're like, who you're hanging out with. Um, you know, a lot of face pictures, too. But there's a, these planner shots are good. Like, some of them are better. Like, there's a whole series that I took recently mm-hmm. because I got really, really excited about my um, Christiane Designs ring light. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can do this without shadows now. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, like, I don't think a lot about, like, creating planner material and more just this is my life and kind of snapping it on the go. Because, I mean, you see my, plan- you see my planner there. Like, I'm busy enough without finding, like, the perfect cup and the perfect washi tape to set in the background. Like, it's kind of just a, this is where I'm at. This is my chaos. But... I think sometimes the planner community could use more of the chaos. Um, sometimes we all get stuck on, oh, well, I'm not going to post my spread because there's no way my handwriting is going to, like, match up to, like, Lindsey Graff's handwriting. <laughs> or all my stickers are crooked. Or I don't have, like, 37 Chrissy and Design stickers in my spread this week. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. But so I guess I kind of want to share more of the chaos so that more people know that wherever you're at, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the perfect planner. Right. I you still belong here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, some people don't even like sharing the inside of their plans because they don't want to share their plans. Like just privacy boundary. So often sometimes it's just the, the cover or the accessories. And I think those tend to maybe look a little bit more staged just because it's like sitting there, you know? Um, But those can be kind of off the cuff too. Like I'll often just do a planner stack, Um, you know, on my Instagram. Actually, I haven't taken a lot of pictures lately, but I'm kind of getting in the mood again with, uh, I've been talking with some other Minnesota planner girls, um, gals, planner planners. This is what I've said. um, I think in my last podcast, I was like going to say planner babe. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. And then I was like, they're planner planners. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we don't have a pronoun. We don't need to have a thing. They're just planner planners. They're planners, right? Um, that, oh, now I lost my train of thought. What was I saying, Jillian? Oh, um, since I've been in this Marco Polo group, which is the app, which are like video clips of like walkie-talkie messages, basically. Oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the group. I, know. I just I, need to take like a week of work off work to catch up. I don't think you can. <laughs> I think you just need to jump in. There's no there's no catching up. I mean, you could, but you you are literally not lying. You would have to take I a week go off to work. It, if I just open the app and I have 999 plus new polos from our group. Yeah. I'm right curious now. if other people use Marco Polo like we do, or we're just like hamming hardcore on that thing all the time. Because um, I don't know, because I don't. I'm not a part of a different large group like that, and it's not like every. I'm not either. Every planner in, in Minnesota is on there. There's like what, fourteen I think registered, and maybe like eight contribute regularly or something. I mean, I don't know, but we. It's, I don't, I'm not very good at contributing regularly, but. Well, just hop in whenever you want. Otherwise. We seem to like develop a lot of content with our small group. Right. So because of that, in part, I'm feeling very enthused about my planners again, like refreshing things, um, getting rid of things that aren't working for me anymore, or like attacking new things. It's kind of like a personalized Instagram story feed. Do you know what I mean? Of people like you know in real mm-hmm. life. So they're showing me these things like, I don't know, for some reason, they're at personal connection. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lucky here in Minnesota. We have a really great group. Yeah. Well. Although I don't think after meeting more people, I don't think there's a group anywhere that's not really great. I think I'm just partial to ours. Well, Yeah. yes yeah it is good and i'm sure every organization when you mix a different blends of all the things you know viewpoints and like socioeconomics like just all the things like they're bound to have some roller coasters pop up you know whether it be in a planner group or a chessboard group or like lawn care group like whatever group it is i know there's even like a beard group for men with beards you know and they have their like pgw level like you know sound the siren drama days so you know i think that's maybe just a little bit natural as a humankind um so i i look forward to hopefully like continuing that for minnesota just like keep those wheels turning of just like mutual respect and just kind of casual and kind of fun and kind of helpful and just sort of, sort of there. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think we have, we have the good Minnesota vibe, like just the kind of come as you are, as who you are, no expectations, just be yourself. So why were you afraid fine. to come? This is not an uncommon idea of, whether it's afraid or nervous or unsure, like what are what were some of the thoughts going through your mind before going to your first planner meetup? Um, so I actually the, the Valentine's Day one was my first one because it was a paid event, mm-hmm. and I knew if I put out the money that I wouldn't be able to talk myself out of not going. Mm-hmm. Um, that I would hold myself accountable to actually go. Um, it it was a lot of different things. Like I have really really intense social anxiety. 
And it's, I struggle with doing things when I don't know exactly what to expect. Um, like what's going to happen in what order or who the people are going to be or just all the different things. It um, can become really overwhelming. So I usually just don't do it until I have a reason to not avoid it. Um, so I've kind of found those tricks to hold myself accountable. Like if I spend money, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Had you tried to go previously? Oh God. Yeah. Like every meetup I've been in my calendar for like eight months. Okay. So it was on there. It was. Yeah. There were a lot of covered up stickers with me intending to go to MPA. Would you actually cover, do you, are you a type of person that would cover up and redo changed plans or are you like a crosser outer or like a rescheduled sticker? Like how do you get rid of plans Um, that you no longer either it didn't happen or whatever? It depends on what it is. Like at least in the past, in the past, if it was something I wanted to do that was outside my comfort zone and I chickened out, I would cover it up Um, because then I could pretend it didn't happen. Um, now mostly I will make a note of why, um, I have an entire collection of snarky canceled stickers. <laughs> like, do you want to give a shop shout out, shout out, or do you have a favorite snarky? Oh God, I don't even know. Or to put you on the spot. I have like, there's like a giant stack of stickers next to me, but I have no idea. Um, lately I haven't actually been, like, I haven't used them in a while because I haven't run from things. Mm. Um, And I think that's, like, the biggest thing I've gotten out of the planner community is I've learned how to become more comfortable in my skin. So I'm not avoiding stuff as much. I'm going out and doing it. And even if I don't know exactly what it's going to be, the fact that it's in my planner and there's a plan is kind of that accountability. So seeing it helps you stick to... That is one of the known things is that you plan to do it. You knew that, so you did it Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah, makes sense. exactly. And, I mean, I've taken a lot of risks with the planner community. I've met a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And if I can do that, like, all the smaller things are nothing. (laughs) So, like, going to a clothing swap or um checking out like a poetry reading or going to like some craft class it's nothing compared to like the things I have put myself out of my comfort zone for in the planner community right so So, it sounds like if I'm hearing you right it's really push did, did it push you or did you just finally feel comfortable I think that's kind of like I felt it helped me feel comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. Like if I go try something new or I go meet new people and it doesn't work, it's fine. Um, because I know wherever I go, I have the planner community in my pocket. I'm never ever alone or unsupported. Like I have chat groups, I have Marco Polo, I have PGW planner adventures. Like and at any point, at any time, if something, if I feel horribly awful about something that's happening. I can pull out my phone and post a NPR post in any of those groups and find support and friends and just not feel so bad because there's this entire community sitting in my pocket all the time. Yeah. Kind of, it sounds like it's given you some stability of a core foundation of friendship and support. 
Yeah, and I mean, who would have thought because I bought a calendar and some stickers? I know. I think that's the hardest uh, unknown about the planner community when talking to someone outside of it. Like, what do you do? Just stare at each other's planners and be like, when are you going to the doctor's office? When are you getting an oil change? (laughs) You're like, you smell each other's planner covers. Yeah, and then you're like, wait, that's not really selling this. I don't know. Anyways, I want to get um, more into some of those meaty questions. We got serious right away. <laughs> oh, um, hey, that's the autism. Um, I don't do small talk. We just jump. That's true. <laughs> but I want some small talk. I want to because I'm nosy and I want to know. Um, like I'm like driving myself crazy. Like you said, you had a plan of stickers sitting by you. Like just pick up the stack and tell me what it is. Like <laughs> show me what it is. <laughs> Um, so I want you to I can do that. That's... No, no, no. I mean, that's like my nature, right? Is like I'm finding out about myself that well, I'm I'm still organizing from Go Wild. So have you there's... unpacked yet? I mean, it is June. It's Defining been literally that. a month. Um, bits and pieces. <laughs> um, my suitcases are empty. Um, everything has not found a home yet, and then like you end up with all these new shops that like give you all these samplers and then you fall in love. And then I think I've ordered more happy mail since coming back from go wild than in like four months prior. Oh really? Cause do you get codes or just because you like yeah, to codes sell- and like seeing new things and, and like you connect with shop owners, you make friends with them and then they post something. You're like, Oh my God, look at what Jenna did, man, Jenna. Okay, fine. I'm going to order this and we're not going to Starbucks this week. <laughs> so you end up with all this new stuff. And even though you've come home with all this stuff, you still end up ordering more stuff. I also had put myself on a no spend um, or no kit buying for like six months. Previously? Because I, yeah, I okay. had a ridiculous abundance of kits um, for my planner. So. I had, I, I did not come home with as many kits from Go Wild as I had anticipated. Um, so I was like, ooh, we're dangerously low on kits. Um, what does that mean to you, Jillian? Like, what's your, like, level, your barometer pressure of, like, okay, it's getting down or up? We're down to, like, a dozen. So kits meaning weekly kits? Yeah. So if I'm an Erin Condren girl. Um and I like my kids. Um, I was down to less a dozen or less. And a lot of them are very, very specific. Um, so like for specific times, like I have like three autism kits, mm-hmm. but not every week in my planner is autism week. And like I have a random Christmas kit. <laughs> um, well, that is but, like I was missing things. Like I didn't have a birthday kit and my birthday is like right around the corner. So like I needed a birthday kit. And then other things just happened yeah so are you now i'm trying to remember do you lay them out by a week or i am a weekly planner no yeah. no but i mean no i mean sorry oh yes, like do i but like, like for example like like christmas okay this is the week of december 25th that one's pretty obvious or whatever but you know like some people are like well this is september 18th through whatever sometimes um like if i'm placing an order with intention um, I'll like put my po- post it on there and say this is the kit for this week. Like that tends to be like during like the heavy holiday seasons 
um, like, so Halloween through New Year's, like, I'll do that more mm-hmm. because then I'll intentionally order, like, the right number of Christmas kits, the right number of Halloween kits, so that I don't end up with, like, six, like, Thanksgiving kits in only one week. <laughs> yeah, that one's hard because so, there's so many yeah. beautiful ways to display some of those holidays, and you're like, I could have a whole book of this. Yeah, like I usually do two weeks for Halloween and one for Thanksgiving and then the whole month of December for Christmas. Yeah. What do you do in January? Are you like fresh start or are you still kind of riding the holiday high like New Year's, like party or whatever? Um, I always do a New Year's one. Um, and then usually like the week after. Like this year I really um, – I did my New Year's week. And then the next week I really wanted to embrace um, – my word of the year oh, and good. my friend Emily who actually she just opened a shop the pug ranch um she made me a she designed a kit for my word of the year so that was like my first week after the new year's eve kit was um my shine week and what's Emily's shop really the impressed. pug ranch the pug ranch she just opened up the week of go wild oh awesome and so she, how did you get her she, – because she was a friend of yours? Yeah, she's in um, – so the era of the tag group in PGW, when everyone had all these tag teams, um, I ended up part of a tag team that somehow we ended up named the Banana Hammock. Oh. Nobody in the group actually remembers why. Um, but so we just call each other Bananas, and the chat room is the hammock, and, like, we've become – inseparable best friends and um she's in the group and i was like i we were talking one day about planning i was like yeah i don't have a kit i can't find a kit that i really like to embrace my word of the year and so she's like i'll make you one it'll be great because she was still kind of practicing and figuring it out and wanting to try new things and play around so she made me a shine kit so for those of you who are not um maybe you said this clearly i don't know so your word of the year is shine and mm-hmm. you also got script stickers from Lemon and Honey Studio. I did that say shine on, shine and they're in on. every single week. How do you, where do you put them on your Erin Condren spread? So you tell like which Erin Condren you're in and like what your style is. Um, I'm very, I've, I've been in the vertical Erin Condren since my very, very first planner. That's amazing. And when, when yeah. was that? Um, 2000, January, 2016, I started my first planner mm-hmm. and I actually, you guys, it wasn't a real Erin Condren. Well, it was, but it wasn't. It was the Jamberry Erin Condren. I actually got suckered into this via mid-level marketing mm. and I bought this planner because all the Jamberry girls are buying the Jamberry planner. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this planner. And I spent $35 on it guys, $35. And I was married at the time. And my husband was like, you spent $35 on a planner, you better use it or we're going to be in a huge fight. And so I had no idea what to do with this planner, Jess, none. <laughs> so I got on Facebook and I searched planner groups and lo and behold, there was planners gone wild. I'm like, okay, I'll join this. <laughs> so wow, I went yeah. from like zero to 60. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no easing into it. Just like straight into the deep end. Um, and then I, I stayed in that planner for like six months and then I switched over to a traditional 
like Erin Condren, Erin Condren, that wasn't pressuring me to host parties. <laughs> was there like special, was it just a special cover or were there special like air, marks inside the Erin Condren planner like MLM yeah, so all, every month, um, so Jamboree is the nail wraps. Mm-hmm. So every month, like where like Erin Condren will have like the color with like the design of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, each month would be designed with like a different nail wrap design. Oh. And then in the end of the month, like after your weeks before like the next like month, like overview, there would be like party tracker sheets. I wonder how so, often they do custom stuff like that for people. I feel like it was the first and the last. Oh, yeah. because And it didn't even get tagged Erin Condren. We just, like, they had talked about how they were partnering with Erin Condren. And then I think she pulled out, like, near the end because it was never actually advertised as an Erin Condren. It was just, it was an Erin Condren planner. Did it have her, like, name on it? Her name was nowhere on it, but it was, like, identical. Oh. Except for it was Jamberry. So did Jamberry like reverse engineer, or are you fairly certain they were like in partnership? Or? I know, I know that they were in connection with her at least in the beginning, and I don't know like what happened, like mm-hmm. if they ended the connection and then were still able to produce the planner, mm-hmm. or I have no idea how it went down because right. they like you were not in those us, meetings. But... You're like, yeah, no, I was off yeah. like schlepping nail wraps to innocent people. I'm <laughs> sorry to any of the innocent people that are listening now. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's a rare person who hasn't been somewhat touched or involved in an MLM at some point in their life. But I mean, like, I joined because not because I desperately want to make a career selling nail wraps, but like I really liked the culture and like the dynamic friendships that were happening. Mm. And that's also kind of why I quit. Like I bought the planner and then I found the planner community and I could have those same dynamic friendships without meeting a monthly sales goal. <laughs> so yeah. can you imagine? Like, um, sorry, you don't have this many Instagram, whatever. I don't know. What would be the comparable thing? You like, didn't buy enough stickers buy this enough month. Stickers. You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. That's right. You can't just say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so I kind of left that and dove headfirst into the planner world where now I spend money instead of making it. I think you have such a unique entrance into the planner. I mean, we all have our own stories, but some are like, I don't really remember. Or like, I've always been a planner or I got it as a gift and didn't know what it was. But like, yeah, so this very specific and odd planner ends up in your life and then you're like completely leave that community behind and join this one. I think that's awesome. And it is not lost. I mean, like I'm divorced now and I'm like, Oh, I like, think I'm really good friends with my ex-husband now. But and I looked at him and I'm like, do you remember how mad you were that I spent $35 on a planner? He's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm like, Oh, if only you knew what was ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, cause now $35 on like planner expenses, that's nothing. That's a, I had a coupon day. I had a coupon day. Or like, that's a really nice pen pouch. You know, like just like a side side accessory, like an auxiliary part of your hobby. Like it's not even the planner anymore. It's like the big deal. Yeah. Like now I budget like $150 every June, May, end of May to for my yearly major Erin Condren order. And that's not my only one. That's just the one that the new planner comes so are so do you do so then if you're ordering then your planner starts in July, right? 
Yeah, I do the mid mid year start. Okay, so you're almost finishing because this is June. I'm actually really sad about this one. Like, I po- the fact that's actually kind of what started me posting all a bunch of pictures the other day is it was new planner day. Like, my new planner came, and I'm super excited about my new planner, except I don't like the curved boxes. I was going to ask <laughs> you what you thought of the new design. I don't like the curved boxes, and I don't like the small headers. I'm adapting, though. I'm using more washi tape. Um, but, like, this planner, like, so my word of the year is shine, and it's because in the last 12 months, 12, 18 months now, like, all my dreams came true. Like I have the perfect apartment. I got out of a super unhealthy relationship. I got my dream job, well, a promotion to my dream position. I did everything I've been working on for like all these years. And so like, that's why shine is my word. I just want to sit back this year and reflect and like appreciate where I am and take the time to just shine. And so I look, I was looking back through my planner when the new one came, I was like, there's so much in here. Like the story of this year is so intense and there was so much living and so much memories and so much growth in the pages of this planner. Like I saw Hamilton and I got my promotion and like finding my apartment and every little piece of it that's in here it's it was just an amazing year so like leaving this like closing it and putting it on the shelf like that's it's gonna be bittersweet it's kind of a substantial marker you know it's kind of like that ending and new beginning at the same time so yeah good yeah, word bittersweet exactly. that you chose good word for describing that feeling how do you re- i think this will be my favorite planner of all of them for a long time yeah how where do you store them um right now they're all hanging out on the second shelf of my teal brass cog cart oh they all get to live so is that like do you flip through them regularly do you want them within an ar- arm's reach or is that just kind of like long-term storage area for you or um i do go through them regularly um but also, like, I don't want to just throw them on the bookshelf. Um, I kind of like, like, the vibe that they give hanging out in my cart. Because, I mean, my cart's not super functional. <laughs> um, but I just like how they all look there. And then they're still easily accessible. And, like, a couple times a year, I'll pull them all out and just look at how much my planning style has changed over the years. And kind of remember the journey. I was going to ask you, since you said this last year, you know, some of those things that you have accomplished and were shining on in were, you know, heartbreaking, I guess you could say, or just, you know, of a nature of difficulty, whether it led to a good result or not, it was still maybe a difficult thing. So how, if you do, do you put that in your planner? So when you're flipping back, you're like, yes, I can see the growth. Are you just remembering what happened during those seasons? Or are you looking at a box being like, this is where, like, do you mark like a breakup? Or do you mark? Um, you know? Yeah, especially this last breakup. <laughs> um, it We had to share an apartment for 10 years, 10 months. <coughs> so I, and it, it was a very abusive end. Um, it actually got most abusive after we separated. Um, so I marked a lot of it. Um, and then also there, like, there were good things. Like 
I'd go on a date with someone with a new girl and my ex, she would lose her mind. Mm-hmm. So looking in and being like, Oh, that was the day I did that with so-and-so. It reminds me of like the aftermath of making that choice. How, how did you so, set clear boundaries? Like, are you in a safe space now? Yeah. She doesn't even know where I live. Okay. Um, she knows like the neighborhood I live in. Um, but I've set very clear boundaries that you don't need to know where I live. You don't need to see me in person alone. Like, cause we still do have some things that are still tangled up. Um, like we still have share storage unit that we need to take care of this month. And, um, we still have a joint cell phone plan because we have nine months left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, there are some unfortunate ties, um, but I've set very clear boundaries. Like there are very few things we talk about now. Um, But yeah, living together is a lot harder to set those boundaries because um, I hadn't gotten my promotion yet and I could not afford where we were living. And I had told her that before we took, we got the apartment. Like if something were to happen and we were to break up, I could not afford to pay half of this. And she's like, that's fine. Like, and we actually wrote out, like, if something happens, this is what I can afford. And this is what you would be responsible for. And so I was limited in the boundaries I could set because of who she is. Um, that if I set really firm boundaries and said, this isn't okay, you can't treat me like this, I won't do this. Or like if I was, would be like, I'm going to call the cops, she would use those things against me. Like you need me, you can't afford life without me kind of stuff. Yeah, like I'll just stop paying for things, Mm. and which is yeah, for financial restriction is a like yeah. Or at one point, she actually literally turned off my cell phone because she didn't like that I was talking to someone else. Yeah, and then went into our the app and turned off the internet at the house too, so I couldn't even like access like Facebook Messenger. Yeah, so I'm glad you don't share passwords anymore, right? Like, that doesn't happen. Nope, I have my own internet account. Um, she she owes me money on my current electric bill because the electric at our apartment was in her name. And we I had carried a bill over from when I had rented a house that we lived in together. Um, and she, I have, I have documents that she signed before we moved saying that she would take care of that past due balance because that was her responsibility. So currently she pays the cell phone pill and I'm paying off the electric. Okay. And so she knows that if she stops paying my cell phone bill and she t- shuts it off now that we will take those documents and we will go to court and you can pay me that way. <laughs> like these are your choices. Mm-hmm. So you have nine more months basically to essentially, or does the electric bill go longer? Um, about nine months. So, but I mean, as time has gone on, um, she's gotten with distance, um, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Otherwise you're just giving her free rent in your brain. Yeah. And I mean, she's stopped. She stopped popping up as much and that's been great. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Like, she doesn't message me or try to connect. So, well, yeah, especially as you setting those boundaries, she's not getting the reaction, perhaps, you know, that feeds that whatever she's after, you know. So then you're no longer like 
Yeah, I mean, actually, incidentally, Go Wild was kind of the turning point on that. Um, she had some anger for a long time that everything she told me I wouldn't do or I wouldn't accomplish, I figured out how to do it on my own. She told me I'd never find an apartment I could afford on my own, that I'd never be able to survive, that I wouldn't be able to move on my own or do all these things. And like everything she said I couldn't do, I did. And literally the only thing that I hadn't been able to reclaim, um, before we broke up and we found out Go Wild was going to be in Vegas, she was like, we're going to go. Like, I'm going to make sure you get there. Like, we'll do a vacation together and you're going to go to go wild. It was the only thing I hadn't figured out how to reclaim. So. So what was the turning point? How did you reclaim that? Um, I actually posted this huge post the day of ticket sales about how I was really sad that I had planned to go and I had started to save and like all of it had to go to moving. But, you know, I was happy. I was healthy. I was I had my dream job. Like it was going to be a good year. Next year would be my year. And I, I was fine. I made my peace with it. Tickets sold out. I didn't have one. Um, and then the volunteer applications happen. And on a whim, I put in an application. And I got picked to be on Team Wild. And I had six weeks to come up with all the money. Like when I got the email or the message from Stephanie that I was on, um, team wild I think I had like 70 bucks in my bank account <laughs> so I moved some mountains to get there I like to joke that I got there through blood sweat and tears um, I sold my iPad and that made me cry um, I worked extra hours and that made me sweat and I sold my plasma well donated plasma to raise the rest of the money you really did give your blood sweat and tears huh? and it was worth every moment and like i found out along the way like that there one of my good friends who's a llama um she only made it there because she gets um injections that are made from human plasma and she went to go wild with you mm-hmm. she was at go wild too so both of us got there via plasma donation just on two separate ends. And that made it a lot easier, like sitting in the chair twice a week, spending that time, like knowing that not only was it going to get me to Vegas, but that it was making a difference in the life of someone I really cared about, care about. Right. Cause you do get paid for that. Right? I do get paid. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, the, I don't know. Like the way you said, like donated, I wasn't sure, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, they call it a donation, but you get money. Right. Well, um, when I had my twins, clearly I left. Sorry, this is like TMI birth story coming at you. Um, I lost a lot of blood and needed a, they call it transfusion, where like you get someone else's blood. And I remember looking at that bag and being like, I was inside somebody. Like I was in a kind of a haze. <laughs> Um, and really, really wanting to be like, I'm going to donate. And I had donated before in my life, like they came to like college and stuff and like the Red Cross mobile. And I've always been kind of on the scale of like, 
anemic or whatever, or like you don't have a lot of iron in your blood. And so sometimes my counts would be off, even though I'm like eating red meat and like raisins and spinach like crazy, like to get my numbers up. And I haven't been able to do it yet since then. And so that is one of my goals is to like mega iron up or whatever, because I just want to give back. It was so amazing to think like someone had taken the time to, to put that blood in there and like it was coming inside my body. I didn't realize, I mean, and you know, it's not a chronic um, illness that I'm, I had to go through. It, it repaired. I, I regained my blood count or whatever. But when I got up and I was able to walk around, I looked in the mirror in the bathroom of the hospital and I was so pale. I mean, I'm fair anyway, or pale. And I was so like, I couldn't tell the difference between my lips and my face, like the whole thing. And I didn't realize how bad off I was until the nurse came around the corner and was like, look at you. You're looking so much better. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, what did I look like before? How bad was I? And she's like, well, like if you had stood up, you would have gone into respiratory distress and we'd have a problem on our hands. But thankfully that didn't happen. And she kind of like shooed the thought away. And I was like, okay. I didn't realize I was like that much needing it so I was like extra grateful for it after I realized like how much I really needed it and how glad I was to have it so did you ever have to like iron up or is like plasma like a whole different um plasma you can actually donate twice a week (laughs) so they give you your red blood cells back so you do have to kind of watch like your iron levels and um staying hydrated because you do have to stay at a certain level to donate but it's a little bit easier than giving blood on your body for a while. And then after like a long period, if you're donating regularly for a long time, um, it can wear you out a little bit, but. So it got you. There. Yeah. I mean, I've donated on and off since I was 18. Um, I, and a lot of it is um, I've had friends whose kids have fought leukemia and friends that have relied on things that are made from human plasma so it's always kind of a you know if I I mean I I chose to work in the nonprofit industry and never exactly rolling in cash around here um so it's kind of it's it's how I can get back and do something for other people and also get the things the little extra things that I want it's like karma cash do a good thing (laughs) achieve a goal I know there have also been times in my life where like I've had to donate to like keep a roof over my head or food on the table so I was just really grateful that this time when I made the choice to start donating to reach this goal that it wasn't because something had gone horribly wrong it was to meet a goal and do something incredible and it was incredible Oh my god! It was How like was the your most Go Wild amazing. experience? Let's hear the download. It was just—I I don't even think there's like proper words in the English language to describe the Go Wild experience. It's like going somewhere you've never ever been before, but coming home at the same time. Oh, say that again. Going somewhere you've never ever been before, but coming home at the same time. That is very profound. Like you're you're in a room with these people that are theoretically strangers, but 
also your best friends and just so many inspirational messages and like I cried so much but all those happy tears <laughs> and like I stumbled onto I accidentally stumbled into like the perfect roommates um I had posted on Alyssa's shop page on Birdfly Studio that I was getting to Las Vegas come no matter what, even if I had to stay at an Airbnb because I was, I could not find a room. And five minutes later I got a message from Dawn and she was like, you're kidding about an Airbnb, right? And I'm like, no, I, I can't find roommates. Like, and there's no rooms. She's like, okay, you're with us. Oh, nice. And who is, uh, and so who's Alyssa from bird something? Birdfly Studios. Birdfly. Okay. Sorry, I'm always learning new names, and so I want to make sure I get it right. And it it turned out to be like the perfect connection because um one of my favorite planner shops um she's on long term vacation right now but it's Anxiety Aids. Oh yeah, she's been and to be around yeah. Yeah, and Renee is autistic like me, and she went last year to go wild, and this year she had a baby. So she couldn't go, but she hung out with Alyssa and that group of people and my roommates, like these are the people that kind of made sure that with all the autistic challenges that come from something like go wild, that Renee was okay, that she was included, that she didn't get lost in Austin. And then, so since Renee couldn't be there kind of, falling in with that same group and having that like knowing that hey they got a Renee through this last year like no matter how autistic I am they won't lose me in Vegas <laughs> um really kind of helped ease a lot of the anxiety to traveling across the country and hanging out with 1400 people you've never met before absolutely so you were able to communicate too beforehand sounds like yeah like I they're my roommates are family now so um what two of them are actually coming here in August, and there's possibly an MPA meetup that weekend. Oh, hey, are you gonna bring them? Absolutely, I may have encouraged them to voting on what day and be like, Hey, there's planner girls coming from out of state, we should all vote for this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll have to take a look at that. I haven't voted yet. Um, the right answer. Uh, right this answer is, is where Jillian's avatar is. Um, and then who is Don? Um, Don Nichols, she's one of my roommates. Just giving a shout out to Don. Hey, Don. Yeah, Don Nichols and Denise Bain and Susan K. Literally the best roommates at Go Wild, though I know everyone says that. Right, but you're right. <laughs> but yours actually are, right? Yeah, mine actually yeah. are. Totally. Well, what, um, I know like part of your job, which we will get into a little bit after this, like go wild planner talk is to like manage events with like sensory expectations. How was go wild for you in terms of the setup there? Um, it was a lot. Um, I, it, I, I was really prepared for it um, because, I mean, I've been stocking Go Wild for three previous years, watching every video, every KTV, everything. Um, so I had some idea 
of what to expect sensory-wise. Like, I knew it was going to be a lot. I knew there were going to be crowds. I knew it was going to be loud. Um, so I came prepared for a lot of that. Um, like, I have these earplugs called Vibes, and they lower the volume of the situation, but they don't – you don't lose any of the sound quality. Hmm. It just makes everything quieter. So it doesn't sound muffled, really, but it just sounds – No, like, they were designed for concerts. Oh, nice. So – yeah, so you, you hear everything perfectly. Like, I were into, like, the Lynx WNBA games, and I can sit in the middle of, like, 6,000 screaming campers on camp day and not be phased, but I can still hear the, the shoes squeaking on the court. Oh, yeah. So you're really part of it. Yeah, and, like, I, I always had fidgets in my pockets to make sure that I had something. And it was also kind of part of why... I, I was really excited to be a volunteer um, because it meant that I always knew what was coming next. <laughs> and oh, if anything yeah. got really messy, I knew that there were quiet places I could get to easily. Like I could, if I needed a quick out, the volunteer room was right there. Yeah. I know. Well, it seems like the way to go to volunteer. Yeah, honestly, you know? though, being there, it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't, there was a lot of sensory stuff, but, I, like when we do sensory things, <laughs> we often tell people that it doesn't matter what fidgets you have. It doesn't matter what you do with the lighting. Um, sound, yeah, you should try to control that. But the most important thing for any sensory space is the attitude. Like if people feel supported and like people want them to succeed and want them to be okay, it may, sometimes makes those sensory the, the interventions for a bad situation less necessary mm. because you're more likely to succeed knowing that you're in a safe place. And the planner community is a safe place for me. So knowing that I was surrounded by 1,400 of my best friends um, made it a little easier to process it all and deal with some things that might otherwise be a lot more challenging if I didn't feel so supported and accepted. Could you tell my audience what a neurodiverse means? Because I've heard you use that word before and explain your role at Awesome. Um, so neurodiverse is a term to describe anyone whose brain is different from what you would see in like a textbook. Um, so whose brain works differently than the average person. Um, so like individuals with autism or with sensory processing disorder or ADHD um, or even things like depression or OCD, um, just anything like if that is specifically the way your brain is structured that impacts how you experience the world. You have answered kind that of, question before, haven't you? That was like straight. <laughs> yes. Good. That was like a soundbite. Yes. Yeah, working um, at the Autism Society of Minnesota, <laughs> I answer that question a lot. Yes, um, I was like, wow. As of January very... 1st, I am the community resource and policy advocate. Um, so basically, I hand all of our information and resource requests. So like people calling with every imaginable question regarding autism. Um, I've answered things like, how do I keep my kid from running away to how... Do I get my kid to stop licking the dog to where is a good college for my kid to go? Where can I get employment help? 
um, how do I tell my husband I think he's autistic? Mm-hmm. Um, so my any rate was diagnosed. Yeah. What do I do now? I was just diagnosed. What do I do now? Um, so I help people navigate the systems and the resources and just life with autism. Um, and then I also direct all of our policy work. So I am at the Capitol during session lobbying um, for different system change in the best interest of the autism community. And so the nonprofit that you work for is called Awesome, but it's not spelled like the word awesome. It's A-U-S-M. What does that stand for? Uh, it stands for the Autism Society of Minnesota. Oh. And then like the abbreviation within the community for autism is A-U. Um, mm. So we went with it that we're A-U-S-M or awesome. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> it, and it never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing organization to work for. Like, it's we're one of the only organizations in the state um, that serves the autism community from first diagnosis all the way through end of life. And there's no age cutoff for our services. Um, we really focus on empowering the community and also educating the world around us to make the world more accessible for people living with autism, so that it's not just encapsulated in okay, here we've created this autism-friendly thing, this is where you belong. But to make the world an autism-friendly thing, this is where you belong. Um, And kind of changing ideas and attitudes and perceptions of what autism looks like and how that relates to the rest of the world. Thank you for doing that. It's really beautiful. It is truly a privilege. Like I look at with other adults in my community and as a community like we face a 90 percent unemployment or underemployment rate so when i go to work i people are always thanking me well thank you for what you do like it, it's truly a privilege like i know how lucky i am to be where i am and to have an amazing leadership team that doesn't just see me and say and listen to my dreams, but sometimes they're actually dreaming my dreams bigger than I was dreaming them. <laughs> and I, I know I'm lucky. I know that there's a lot of people in the autism community and the disability community as a whole that don't really have that opportunity, that don't have that support or that understanding in the workplace. So as much as people say thank you, like I it's it's truly a privilege. Like I my life was very, very different before I found the Autism Society and was working in the autism community, like completely different career-wise as far as being able to be successful. So I have on my list some questions and I want to ask them, but I also want to know, is this the right way to ask them? Okay, so what are some challenges of living life with autism and what are some benefits? Is that even a question to ask? Yeah, that's a great question to ask. I actually really like to use the word challenges. Um, I spend a lot of time coaching people on language regarding disability. Um, Like when we say things like, oh, he struggles with that. Um, Struggles is a really heavy word. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I try to give people like the example of like, well, you wouldn't, if you had a job, you wouldn't want your boss to say, I'm giving you this task because I really want you to struggle. Oh. Yeah. Like you'd be mad if your boss said that to yeah, you, right? Like, hmm. But if your boss came to you and said, I'm giving you this task because I really want to challenge you. Mm, yeah, then it's, it's something to overcome. It's something 
to make you stronger, something to achieve versus that negative feeling that's attached to struggle. Um, so some of the challenges, um, it can be really socially awkward. Um, I, I'm not as bad at that as I used to be. Um, but I struggle with relationships in my life. Um, I can become anyone's best friend in five minutes. Um, mm. But I don't always know how to make those relationships go from we're BFFs at a planner meetup to now we're friends and having lunch and doing things. Um, like, mm-hmm. How do I transfer that relationship into the rest of the world? Um, I have atrocious, atrocious executive function, um, which executive function is kind of the means to do something. Um, like I call it like adulting, your adulting skills. Um, but it's a little bit more than that. It's like being able to track time or stay on task or even know how to initiate a task. And like for you, you can walk into your kitchen and you know what to do to clean your kitchen, right? I am mm, a neurodiverse. Okay. <laughs> So your husband can walk into the yeah. and you know, yeah. to kill your And I'm not kitchen. saying that like as a gig, like uh, I'm the ADHD branch. Yeah, so then you get it, like that. Yeah, but like oh, breaking yeah. down the task, yeah. like the knowing yeah. what to do, how to do it, what order to do it. Yeah, it can be so daunting, even just the how do I start to do it? In those things, remembering what needs to be done, um, all of it, like keeping yourself on a schedule. Um, I'm, I'm horrible with executive functioning. It's actually why I use a planner. Um, now I joke that my planner is my executive function. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, I would just sit here and like color all day <laughs> or something. Which I mean, <laughs> sounds like a, awesome I mean, idea. I have the best of intentions, but it wouldn't work out. Um, and then I do have some sensory issues myself. I'm really sensitive to sunlight. Um, I need a lot of proprioceptive feedback, um, so like a lot of deep touch or weighted blankets or massage type stuff um, to get that deep pressure feedback on my body to kind of regulate me and ground me so I kind of feel connected with everything. I don't really have a great way to explain it. Um, oh, I think you are doing a good job. Like, I don't know, like, people are just like, oh, well, what's it like to be autistic? Like, I can't, I can tell you some, but I can't tell you what's different because I don't know what it's like to not be. <laughs> so I oh, have no idea yeah. what's autistic, what, what is because I'm autistic and what's because I'm human. Yeah, um, you're like telling someone like, well, it's like this. And they're like, yeah, so am I. You're like, okay, well, that's part of it. And then that's not <laughs> it. Um, and some of the benefits, um, I have a ridiculously photographic memory. Um, well, look, not ridiculous mildly ridiculous like and that's why creative planning works so well for me because each week is visually different so I can kind of track a little better what's in my schedules um I'm freakishly smart <laughs> I don't want to like act surprised like you are like <laughs> that would not be like a very nice compliment I don't know what to say. Of course you are. But like you have um, had an easy time in school or like you. Oh, yeah. I don't I never had. High school was horrible. But college, I didn't study. (laughs) And I had like a 3.75. Yeah. For not studying. And that's pretty high. Yeah. Like I got re-diagnosed this year because I had lost all my paperwork when I was younger. 
So I needed to start a new paper trail. And it was the first time they did a full scale IQ test on me since like high school, which when they're doing IEP testing, it's not real IQ testing. Um, but it was the first time they had done a full scale IQ test. Like I knew I was smart, but when I got like the actual results, I was like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> so scary smart. Yeah, I'm scary smart. And it kind of freaks me out sometimes. Like sometimes like and with the, when you have the social awkwardness and they're like, I feel really derpy a lot of the time, like a big golden retriever puppy just flopping around all goofy and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then I say things like I'll start talking to someone on the phone about like resources or services or disability theory, or I'll go to the Capitol and they'll like be connecting with a senator about some bill. And I'll step back afterwards and be like, oh, wow, I really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, like, it sneaks up on me sometimes. Because, like, at the same time, like, I, I recognize that there's all these things that are really challenging for me. So then the things that come really easy sometimes surprise me. Um, I also, I don't have um, enough social fear sometimes. <laughs> Which um, Okay, so some social fear is maybe like a healthy boundary or like, yeah. How would you describe that? um, So this is how it's, sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes it's a benefit. Um, So when I describe social fear, I mean like a lot of things in my life, someone would be like, Oh, it'd be really cool if this happened. And I'm very much the hold my beer person. Yeah. (laughs) Hold my cake. Yeah. So yeah, like, um, everyone at my work, we do these fundraisers with different sports teams. And, like, we'll just go up to people at this outside the sports team and ask them to buy, like, a raffle ticket or donate money. And everyone else I work with is like, okay, I'm going to do this. And they're super uncomfortable and super timid. But I'll just walk up to a guy and be like, hey. And he'll be like, hey. I'm like, you look like a guy that wants to donate to autism. And I'll just hand him my bucket and stare at him. And he puts money in it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't grasp that I should be intimidated about doing that socially, and that's not normal. (laughs) I just jump (laughs) and do it. So, But sometimes also it's not always a good thing because sometimes I jump and do it, and then it, like, damages relationships or I embarrass myself or I make poor impressions. Mm. But sometimes I also just raise a lot of money, so. Yeah. Especially, uh, so are you? Do you you hand that bucket to like a famous athlete or like the owner of a team or like? Nope, just just random people walking into the Excel Energy Center. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like we um, it was the stock the box event with the Minnesota Wild. So like they put um, for some games they'll put out like a a nonprofit can come and just ask for donations from people coming into the game. We have that and, on just like a small scale level when people come into the local grocery store from like the local high school volleyball team. They're like, can we beg your groceries? And then you can like tip them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Except they don't have to beg anyone's groceries. Hey, I just bother them and then they give me money to go away. <laughs> Pretty much. Stop talking to me. So you have mentioned to me in the past that you're kind of trying to formulate a way to use planners to educate others. Uh, or to help people coming into like mentor groups or something that are recently diagnosed or maybe not recently diagnosed, but just live with autism. So like, and also, can you say live with or have? Yeah, 
I mean, it's a personal preference. It's kind of like the gender thing. Mm. Um, Like some people prefer to identify as I am autistic. Some people are like, I have autism. Some people are like, I'm living with autism. Um, Everyone kind of embraces their own identity for where they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's good to know. Um, Because then I can adjust as, as needed. And you seem flexible about that? Oh, I'm totally flexible about it. I I'm switch sure back and have... forth all the time myself. Um, you what? Like for me, I switch my identity around a lot based on like my audience. Mm. Like if I'm talking to a parent who has a kid that's newly diagnosed, I'll be a little bit more person first language. Like I'm a person with autism or I live with autism. If I'm talking to like a fellow self-advocate, that's kind of where I am on like the disability culture viewpoint. Then, then I'm very much an autistic adult. Mm. So, yep. It just kind of depends on who I'm talking with, where I'll be, because I want to. I I don't want to like shove it down someone's throat and make them uncomfortable, because that's not any way to build relationships or bridges towards acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I mean. Just it's not like masks necessarily, but we talk about ourselves in different ways too, just in different roles. Like in some circles, I'm a homeschool mom, and then in some circles, I'm like I'm Jessica. Oh, I homeschool. Like, you know, sometimes we like. I mean, those are choices I'm making versus like your makeup. You know, obviously, but it's still I can understand why you. Yeah, we we have different identities in so many different roles, mm-hmm. so it's. It's impossible to expect someone to be the same person all the time. Yeah. Okay. So back to my question. Sorry. So have you been able to incorporate, like, are you indoctrinating, like, your coworkers with the planner lifestyle? Or, like, um, I actually have a coworker. Also, I have a coworker that's also a llama. Oh. She was not a llama when I started working there. So I um, recruited her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She actually covered a major event for me so I could go wild. Um, shout out to Olivia James for making sure I got to Vegas. Thank you, Olivia. But then um, we we talk a lot about it in, like, I talk a lot about it in, like, our support groups. Um, therapists who see clients that are struggling with executive function will often be like, we're going to go upstairs. You're going to talk to Jillian. She's going to show you her planner. And of course, you know, I'm always willing to bust out my planner and talk about it at any given moment. <laughs> so it's it's definitely been kind of a culture, or not, I don't want to say a culture shift, um, but eye-opening in our organization, like to have um, two of the people that are on the spectrum working there being very much um, planner nerds and very dependent on their planners. And it's kind of... Um, given that information to people that are working more directly with individuals, like one-on-one on the spectrum. So it's kind of started to be something that we now consider a basic executive function tool to mention when we talk about executive function, whether it's in like the education standpoint or whether it's our therapist working with people that now it's, Oh, have you considered planning? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what different planners can look like. That like, the people in my office now actually know the difference between a bullet journal and Aaron Condren and a happy planner 
isn't exciting to me. Yeah, you gotta learn the vocab. I keep giving them to our executive director, but it hasn't stuck yet. Hmm. Maybe are they more like a tool notebook kind of person? Um, I think she just hasn't found the right layout yet. I may have gifted her my bloom planner from Go Wild. Mm. Um, it's it was marble, it was pink marble and rose gold, which are all her, and kind of like the goal structure of it seemed like it might suit what she's trying to accomplish a little better. So maybe that one will pop up. I mean, we all know it's really hard to find planner piece. Oh, yeah. Although you have been in this relatively the same thing all along. I yeah, that doesn't mean that others haven't. Like I use, I always have my Erin Condren, but there's always others that like get added into the loop and stick around, and some stay and some go. I can't find work planner piece to save my life. What do you use? Um, last year I had a Harmony Daily Planner. So for starters, work won't pay for me to have an expensive, fancy planner. Imagine that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so it's whatever comes out of the Staples catalog. And except for Erin Condren is not an acceptable answer to that. Uh, I tried. <laughs> So, um, also realistically on like the down low here, I love my job, but I don't love my job enough to use my stickers in my work plan. Yeah. Yeah. Like just no. <laughs> those, those stay for the fun planner. Um, so this year I don't, it's like a, it's a generic basic planner, but it's got like a horizontal week spread on one side. And then, like, a note section on the top of the, the facing page. And then, like, a to-do list section on the bottom. So, that sticks when I remember to use it. But lately, I've been using, um, Bloom has this notebook that has, like, a to-do list and, like, a place for meal planning. And, like, your top three. And, like, a gratitude box. And like a note section um, that I got like in a giveaway they had done three go wild. And I, that's helped. Sometimes it takes me a week to get through one of my to-do lists, but. Does that one, is that similar to Kit Life kind of with the gratitude box and the top three? Um, yes, but it's more like a daily. So you're supposed oh. to do a new list each day. Okay. Instead of like the weekly spread, like Kit Life. That makes sense. Okay, I want to know if you could get anything on your planner wish list right now, what would it be and why? Oh my god, there's this gorgeous kit that's been circulating in the community. It's from Jameson Redesigns. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's Galaxy Girl. Like, it's just gorgeous. It's like holographic foiled and it's like the galaxy and it's like body positive. Like you actually get to pick the girl. Like this, there's a girl like in it, like mm -hmm. one of the like doll. fashion doll type girls, mm -hmm. except for you get to pick like her body type and her hair and her skin tone. Oh, that's so cool. like super representative. And it's just gorgeous art. Like I've never seen the shop and like, 
I, I, I will be, yeah, I am a planner on a budget. Uh huh. So, well, you just made a big financial. <laughs> yeah, like dropping $35 on a kit is a little more than I can comfortably do. So, I'm looking it up. It sits in my Etsy cart and mocks me daily. I'm trying to think who has it. I'm trying to think if that looks familiar. Do you know anybody who who has this kit? Um, somebody posted. I don't know who it was, and I don't know what group it was. They like my Facebook feed has just become like one giant planner feed at this point. Yeah, from all the different groups. It's all planner or autism. Like occasionally, someone's child might make it into it, but mostly my feed is planners and autism. <laughs> oh, cute! There's like. Stars hanging down, galaxy washy. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? And there's a panda. I love pandas. I used to collect pandas, and then I kind of got out of being a collector per se. But they'll still always have like a special face, you know, in my mind. Like I see one, and I'm like, oh, that's my animal. <laughs> yeah, I like how you can pick the, the the shape and the hair and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, it's um, and it's the just the artwork in that whole shop is just gorgeous. I'm really impressed with them. And they're they're they haven't been talked about a lot. Like I've just started hearing their name recently. Oh yeah. And it says Diverse, Inclusive, and Functional Planner Decor. Jody Tenzer is a shop owner and she has sixty thousand plus sales at, on Etsy since two thousand seven. So she probably I'm guessing did something else. Yeah, clearly, either that or we've just, like, well, not been paying attention. Was anybody making planner decor in 2007? I mean, were we just late like to the game? Kind of. That would be really early. I totally wish there was, like, a review. You know, like, like what did you used to, to sell? Drop, um, and see, like, what their first post was or whatever. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's in the reviews. She got. She's from West Orange, New Jersey, and has a five star reviews. So I've heard good things, but I have not researched, or I don't know her background. So maybe, maybe you need to find out what the story behind her planner is. Maybe I should. I should put contact right now and be like, "You want to come on a show?" Um. (laughs) Seriously, sometimes I'm just like. Are you? I want to know more about why are you living this lifestyle? How did you get this name? What are you doing? So, why okay. did you get a planner? Yes. All right. So, if anyone gets this episode in front of Jody, hey Jody. But we're talking about. <laughs> um, let's see. What were we talking about? <laughs> Your planner wish list. Okay. So, now. Before we go, I want to know. You said your birthday's right around the corner. So yes. what are you? You, I know what you're doing to celebrate your birthday, but what are you doing to celebrate you're your birthday? Bring your little people. Um, I'm renting a llama farm. Oh yeah. And I didn't say oh yeah, like I forgot. But like oh yeah, I could bring my kids. Like I was just thinking. Yeah, you can make it like a homeschool yeah. field trip. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm renting a llama farm and like I so I did it last year too and I called one day thinking like I saw it like they posted about birthday parties on Facebook 
And it's like, ha, 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 I can probably never afford that. Like, that's going to be ridiculous. And so I was like, well, that'd be really cool, though. Let me call. And, like, it's stupid affordable. And, like, it'll be, like, something like, oh, four people. It'll be, like, $500. Like, no, it's super affordable. There's, like, no limit to how many people you can bring. <laughs> and everybody gets their own llama. Oh, that's amazing. And then what does I mean, you don't get to take the llama home. Yeah, well, yeah. A llama for you. You get It's like Oprah. You get a llama. You get a llama. That's the real reason I had to move. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the llama significance for you? Um, so it, it honestly, it started with Flanders Gone Wild. Um, I mean, the llamas are mascot. We are the llama. (laughs) And then like, they just, I mean, I guess before that, I kind of like llamas. I always thought they were cute and funny. And then they just kind of became like a symbol of happy things. Um, and then they're just, they're really cool. Did you know they can't bite you? Mm. Like, they only have one set of teeth. So even if they put your their whole hand in your mouth, their mouth, which pro tip here, they will put your whole hand in their mouth if you're feeding them birthday cake. Has this, you seem to speak from experience. Maybe. Gillian. Yes. Are you supposed to Me and Priscilla a shared a cake? moment. Um, I jokingly said it at my birthday party. I'm like, I'm going to give this llama birthday cake. Because they were letting us feed them fruit from, like, the snacks I brought. Uh-huh. And the owner, Rick, he was just like, he looked, so it's a 4-H farm. Like, he rents out the llamas to 4-H kids. So all the llamas are super socialized and they're like super well trained because they compete in 4-H. Like they're they're even trained to take a selfie, Jess. Are you serious? If you pull out a camera, they'll like lean into you. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the tasks in like the obstacle course. So I jokingly said I was going to give the llama birthday cake. And Rick was like, he asked the kids, he's like, which one of these guys would, would be most likely to eat birthday cake? And the kids were like, well... Last week, Priscilla ate a cheeseburger, and they're supposed to be vegetarians. So they brought Priscilla over to see if she'd eat birthday cake, and she did. Um, And we looked like we had just gotten married by the end of it. Frosting everywhere. Mostly on the llama. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's like, it's just the most chill event. And like, a lot of my friends are also neurodiverse. And things like going to parties can be a lot of pressure. Like, so you have to make small talk and you have to like know what to do. But like, it's such an activity driven party. And like, everyone there is just so enamored with their llama that no one's really concerned. Like, if you don't want to talk to people, you don't have to talk to people. If you want to talk to people, you can talk to people. But there's so much possibility for independence that it's just super chill and super laid back and super fun and lots of llamas. So well, we'll be visiting of, the llama farm again. Yes. All right. Well, I need to check that Eva. Um, speaking of birthdays, I literally just turned 40. Shut up. Birth- yes. Like midnight. <gasps> Happy the- birthday. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. There's no way you're 40. My actual birthday. Yes, this is today's the day. No, you're like 33. <laughs> Go on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no. I would never have guessed you for 40. 
I think I have somewhat. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you. Not thank you. Like I'm not. I'm all right. Aging it means I'm alive another year. Every year is a jewel in your crown. You know, exactly. Like, like I dreaded turning thirty, but like my thirties have been like the best. I'm hitting thirty-seven this year, so we're not that far apart. I thought you were way younger than I was. Everyone thinks I'm way younger. No, I'm old. <laughs> Ish. You have a very youthful spirit. I do actually. Um, I'm I'm very childlike in a lot of ways. Like I just, I think it's that I just I take joy in everything. Like the smallest thing in life will amuse me or make me happy. Because I mean, that's sweet. I've been through too much tough crap to not just be able to embrace whatever small amount of good there is or find amusement in whatever happens to be happening. You're so wise. See, you are old. You're wise now. <laughs> well, I mean, well, young the number of chiropractor appointments in my planner definitely indicates there's some aging. Oh, I know. It's like, why does my wrist hurt? Or why? What? How come I can't? There's this thing pulling in my neck. Like, I didn't even do anything. Yes. I'm sitting here. <laughs> my chiropractor, like, I'll circle something new on the little body chart. Be like, what'd you do? I'm like, who knows? <laughs> Just, I woke I, up. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm in my late 30s. Heading to 40. Yes. So. He's, he's one of my closest social contacts. We see each other twice a week. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Regular. That consistency can build those relationships. Well, and yeah, he's always checking in and all those things too. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, is I see him twice a week. I have yet to order chiropractor stickers. What? You know, what do right? you put? You just write it? It's usually just a quarter box. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, I tracked down Lindsay at Oh Hello Company, Oh Hello Happiness Company, to make her relist her kawaii basketballs for Minnesota Lynx games, but I don't have chiropractor stickers. Well, I want to, I bet somebody has like a spine. Would you want to get a spine? Oh, I wonder if I can find a kawaii spine, like a spine with a bow on it. A spine with a spine with eyes and a smile. Yes. It's like, it's like the hamburger helper gloves on either side. Like, hi, I'm your spine. Or like a torture chamber sticker. Yeah, that's all. That that's one way to go with it. She enjoys Jillian. hurting me. <laughs> I appreciate it though because I hurt less when he's done. Yeah. Did you find anything? Were you typing? No, I'm actually. I've been scrolling through Jameson Redesigns reviews to try to find out what they did before planners. I've yeah. been scrolling since we started that conversation, <laughs> and I'm only at May 4th, 2018. There's that many reviews. <laughs> well, yeah, 60,000 plus sales. Like, dang. All right, so eventually we will find out because if I have to, like, go to where she lives, New Jersey, and ask her, I will. But um, hey, who knows? Maybe that's where the next Go Wild will be. We don't know yet. I bought a Foxy Fix. What'd you get? In the, a mystery sale over the winter. What? What color? Um, I don't even know what it is, but it's pretty. It's like a tannish color, and it's got like some holographic foil. I don't actually remember what it says. It's over there. 
But like, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to take this to go wild. It's going to be like my traveler's notebook notebook. And then I ordered inserts for go wild and I ordered the wrong size. So then I have my go wild inserts and I was like, oh, they don't fit. Oh, so my. then it was like, if yep. you give a mouse a cookie, then I needed to order a new cover. But I did, I was smart. I ordered like just a cheap like vinyl, co- like fake leather cover from like England. And because I decided like if I put the inserts in my Foxy, like I'm never going to want to take these inserts out. Like it's going to become like a little memory memento thing. So I'm going to want to keep it intact. So I'd rather much have a cheap cover that I'm okay putting on a shelf and never like using as a cover again. So now I just have my Foxy sitting over there with untouched inserts. But like setting up the travel, the TN for Go Wild, like it was so much fun. And now I just want to set up TNs, but I don't know that I ever actually use them for planning. But I just want to like. Yeah, no, exactly. I've heard that many times. A lot of people just like that process. Some people even just sell setups. Like acetate or like shaker cards. Because, you know, I have so much extra time to just set up random. TNs and sell I was them. just thinking that. I was like, you work for 12 hours a day, and there's like 12 other hours, so what are you doing? Yeah, I work. <laughs> like, two jobs, donate my plasma. I'm, I'm seeing someone new. Can't you crochet planner pouches while you do plasma? I mean, figure it out. One-handed, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. This will be like the one-handed TN. That'll be my shop name. The one-handed crochet. One-handed. No, blood, sweat, and tears. And, that should be it. Like, blood, and I donate with my right hand, arm because it's the only one that has a really good vein. So it's going to be like my non-dominant hand doing everything as well. <laughs> so. It's going to be gorgeous. Uh, crooked crochet. What you could People do. won't be able to get enough of it. I'm actually trying to learn to crochet to make a planner pouch. <laughs> I say sheepishly. I can't crochet to save my life. I did, however, acquire a crocheted F bomb. Oh, from oh, Christine Banco. Those are so cute. Yeah, it was a. It was like my planner, like planner celebrity moment was hanging out with Banco. So, did you? Did you say you won it? No, I just acquired it. Acquired. She had a bunch of them as swaps. And, like, they have this tag that says, pass me on. And I looked at it, I'm like, I'm not passing this on. <laughs> it's going home with me. Okay. Because when you say acquired, it seems like, hmm. You acquire you, a lot of things that go wild. You like, pilfered it? Or? Um, no, like, people just give you things. Yeah, I suppose so. Like, it was a shock to return to the regular world. Where people were not just walking up and handing me stickers. No one said swag or swag, swag drop and like this was like here, here's a new pen. Nobody ran up, like nobody runs up to me screaming to hug me. Nobody gives me stickers. <laughs> not a single person has made the llama hand sign since I've been back. Like I don't know what kind of world we're living in. I have a question for you. Okay. So you talked to all the big planner names, right? You ask everyone about like all these different events. When are you going to take the plunge and go to one of the big events? Well, I really want to go to like a medium event first. Maybe big-ish. There is a retreat 
coming up this fall called the Planning a Better Me Retreat. And the keynote is Stacy Flowers. She does like business planning and entrepreneurship talk. And um, I'm kind of interested in like learning more on how to grow the podcast or like maybe have a website and stuff like that. But so then the rest of the speakers too are like planner people. So like uh, Shakisha Sims from Her Lovely Plan, mm. Lisa Mack. Um, and I've had Lisa on the show. She's from Planning and Praying. And then E. Michelle and Shay Budgets of The Budget Misses, and they've both been on the show. Um, and then Marquita, or also At Home with Kita. She was just on this past year's Happy Planner Squad. Um, and she's going to talk about social media planning. Um, and so, I don't know, that, that group of leaders and content creators are just, very um special to me and like inspiring and just i don't know i'd love to meet some of them in person and learn from them i mean so, you've already like, had like in-depth conversations with like half of them oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and those are just the speakers let alone like the people who are like attending and stuff and um so tickets are like 210 which seems kind of reasonable and I think there's like only a couple left though. So well, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. It's literally my birthday. And like, it's like right a, it's now. not even like a little birthday. It's a big one. Yes. Thanks for reminding me how big my birthday is. No, that yeah, just so. means that you get to have a big ask. That's well, that's kind of what I, I mean. You could lead with, hey. You didn't rent me a llama farm for my birthday. I know. But that's okay. We can do this instead. <laughs> Gotta frame it right. It's in Richmond, it's in Richmond, Virginia. And um Virginia Crossings area, I guess. In like late this late September. So it's like maybe maybe we and can make it like a family I, trip and like do dc and like have them stay there and like i'm down for a couple of days and they go back or like i don't know i bet you wouldn't so, be too far from fairfax virginia oh isn't there an ac store there there is i'm going there in july what are you doing i'm going to um baltimore technically washington dc for the national autism society conference mm-hmm. and in the middle of that, I'm going to play hooky with Venus Windmiller from Taylor's Treasured Home. You know, the one, the shop that makes the cute little Rascog carts. Oh, yeah. And we're yes. going to play hooky and we're going to go planner shopping. Did you really want to admit that publicly on the internet forever? Or? Oh, my boss <laughs> knows. Like, I'm okay. playing hooky after the conference. So instead of, like, networking and going to dinner with other I'm going to be, like, gone. Oh, okay. So it's not like you're missing the sessions. Or no, something. I'll be in sessions. Oh, I was like, uh, I don't think you want to say no, that I'll be in sessions, out. and then out in the evening, we're going to go planner shopping. So. Okay. Well, you'll I mean, last year, I dragged the entire staff that was there from our office and, like, three other offices onto a double-decker bus tour. So. Okay. Make the most of it. Like yeah, you this said, year they'll find... just be excited that I'm yeah. off on my own, not making them do anything weird. <laughs> like, where's Jillian? Does she have a pamphlet in her hand? Does she have a itinerary? No. I'm like, I'm actually going to, like, I was thinking about this. Like, it's a business trip, and I don't usually put as much planning into how I pack. But I'm like, man, I got to pack go wild style. 
Like, what does that mean? Like, tons of empty space in your suitcase. Oh, because you're going to go to the EC store? Yeah. And load up? Yeah. Well, you just got your EC, like, yesterday. I know. What are you going to buy? Everything. You see, see the, you see the shame in my butt. What are you gonna buy? Like, like you uh, couldn't think of something to I buy. Really like, want the I don't know anything. I want the kaleidoscope Sherpa throw. Mm. The neutral or the colorful? The colorful. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, actually, we just changed our business cards at work, and now we have like a kaleidoscope Minnesota on yes. our business cards. And it was right before Erin Condren released this new planner. I'm like, she loves me. She designed a planner to match my business cards. Mm-hmm. Started by matching your nails. Now it matches your business card. Yeah, I mean, it's all a thing. Um, yeah. like, I want I want some of the more soft line stuff. And I know there's a lot of stuff they sell in stores. I don't know specifically what, but that's like exclusive to stores. Well, and locations too, right? So you'll have some DC stuff, I'm sure. Or, yeah. Well, or Virginia or Fairfax stuff. I don't know. I mean, and... It's an Aaron Condren store. It's just going to get out of hand. Yeah. I hope she sells luggage so you can just buy the luggage and then put the stuff in the luggage. She does sell tote bags. I do I do like the look of those um, grocery bags. Oh, I love those. I don't have I don't have those. So I will, I will bring you one from, from the Fairfax store because yeah. I'll probably buy like five. Six. Let me know. I can PayPal you. I spent literally, Jillian, like a four-digit amount at the grocery store every month. Jesus. So okay, I feel like I literally have four kids and a husband should make yeah, and it includes all household things and like some personal care, like all our personal care items, like and like you don't send your kids off to school every day where school feeds them. Like yeah. You have to feed them all day, every day. Yeah. Well, you still have to buy hot lunch or pack a lunch or, I guess, if you're not on a program or something. But, yeah. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ryan, I mean, he's, like, taller than my husband. Like, he's, like, a, like another adult, pretty much. So, anyways, um, I'm happy to feed him. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have that and to be provided for in that way. So, um, I feel like, but that's. Like, enough where I'm like, oh, that is a lot of plastic bags. <laughs> I feel like your kids probably eat healthier than I do. Like, with those executive function challenges, I, like, I'm rocking, like, the SpaghettiOs over here. Oh, no, that's what my son had for for dinner. Because I was, like, actually, um, I keep stuff on like that on hand when I'm not, like, around to make dinner or something. I do want to teach my kids the art of cooking, but sometimes it's just easy to be like heat up a can of spaghettios, and they like <laughs> they kind of like it. Um, now that's because... what I do when I say I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I'm eating the spaghettios. You heated them. You sure did. That's yeah. a win. Yeah, that's a win. Um, but tonight, this past night, um, I guess because it's past midnight when we're chatting. Thanks for staying up late for me, by the way. Um. I was kidnapped by some girlfriend and Pete like co-planned this whole scenario for me to go out to eat and enjoy myself. And I ordered some seafood and some bubbly, I don't know, some kind of champagne. And um, 
sent one to a speakeasy afterwards. Wait, we have speakeasies in Minnesota? Well, I mean, it's not prohibition, so it's not, like, actually, like, legit, like, it's legit just a restaurant, but, like, it's formed, it's patterned after a speakeasy. So, like, there's a restaurant in the front, and it has a name, and then there's no sign for this place on the outside, and so you have to go through a restaurant, past this black curtain, and then you go in, and there's, like, another bar and restaurant back there oh weird and they have like brown leather like curved booths with like the tufting buttons all up and down and like a whole wall of whiskey bottles and like old-fashioned decor like old gangster wanted posters and like old-fashioned like lanterns I mean it's not like wild west days but kind of more like um like the 20s yeah, the 20s, yeah, during Prohibition. During so, Prohibition? Yeah. So it was really cool. Like, my sister-in-law ordered this one, I think it was cognac or whiskey or something, that is smoked. Like, you don't smoke it, but it's, you know, like a smoked meat or something where you, like, put it over, like, chips of wood or something, so it would get, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So they put the drink inside of a box, like a wooden box that has, like, a plexiglass front that slides up and down, and then they puff the smoke in there and then they bring it to you closed with a little handle and set it in front of you and then they're like you can leave it in there for how long you want your smoky flavor we recommend around a minute so then you wait and then she like lifts this basically door and then all this smoke comes out and then her drink was like smoked is that cool huh anyways well except for the part about it being whiskey well right it's uh, I had something with like a swirly straw in it, so exactly that is how drinking is meant to be done. Yeah, so he because there's so many choices and they have super top shelf to like, like not even on the shelf. I mean, they have a whole range, and so the waiters um, were looking kind of lost, you know. And so the waiters like, I oh, will. What's your normal palate? Like, what what kind of things do you normally gravitate towards? And I was like. Prosecco champagne. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's go to the first page where there says something with grapefruit juice in it. I'm like, mm-hmm, that sounds good. And like, ruby something, bubbly, fruity. I'm like, yep, you got my number. So it was fun okay, to celebrate. Like, my drink of choice currently is a dirty Shirley, which is basically a Shirley Temple with vodka. Oh, I could get behind that. That's like lime, cherry limeade, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then it usually comes with a snack with the maraschino cherries. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shirley Temples. We call them kitty cocktails in my house. I do miss the abundance of alcoholic slushies that was in Vegas. Oh, Yeah. Yep, I saw a few Instagram stories. I see you. <laughs> they need to come back. We need that in Minnesota. <laughs> That's so funny. One of I don't know if you're hanging out with your roommates or whatever. Like, um, okay, I'm taking your phone. <laughs> no, they never actually stole my phone. Or something. They're like, and I'm taking this, and let me do the introductions because <laughs> have a good night. Bye. Yeah, like we, I think we took really good care of each other. 
That's it. Like, we all appropriately knew when we needed to cut one another off. And, like, we all kind of balanced on, like, the drinking. So we weren't all drunk at the same time ever. There was always adult supervision available. Yeah, it looks like you actually went wild and go wild. That's so funny. You had face paint on? I did. I had... Glitter books and... Oh, my God, it was amazing. I got, like, rainbow watercolor face paint at Pride. And then they glued jewels to my face. Not at Pride, at Go Wild. And then they glued jewels to my face. It was great. Okay, so to close the show, we didn't play What's in Your Bag. That's okay. We got right into our other content, but I need to close the show with Listit. So why don't we do how many things? So if you're familiar, it's a timed lightning round of list making. And you will have 20 seconds to tell me how many things you can get face painted on your face. And oh my goodness, I must be tired because I just pulled out my calculator on my phone. (laughs) Uh, no. That won't do. We're not doing taxes. Okay. My phone is permanently set. Like if I open the timer function, it's just always on 20 seconds. (laughs) The only time I use it is for listen. So are you ready? I'm set. Set. Go. You can have rainbows and mermaids and dinosaurs and space themed and unicorns and bunny rabbits and kitty cats. And I did a whole Lynx basketball thing last summer. Um, you could be a planner. Cindy had eggplants. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a little car horn. Good job. Oh, still going. Okay. I love face painting. Yes. And you have one in your Instagram account, which again is Puzzling Unicorn. That's recent. And it was like this beautiful like seashell, like a pearl in it. And then like mermaid scales coming or some sort of or something around your cheekbones it looks really pretty in fact i will create a special post just for your listeners on my instagram of like the last year's worth of my random face painting adventures nice in one yes. story just for them well i mean the rest of instagram will see it but you guys can no. know it's exclusive it's you. get it here first folks <laughs> It's like Just it's like magic. You. It's like it can tell who's listened. They're like, why is this post not showing up? You didn't listen. You can't say that. Yeah, oh. you have to be in the know. Yeah. It's like the speakeasy. You just have to know. The rest of the world will just be like, why? Why is she posting all <laughs> this face painting? Like, well, feel free to mention not? that you're on the show and that it's a joke. You gotta make it all the way to the end though to get that joke. Yeah, and otherwise you'll just never know that you're supposed to check it out to find out how ridiculous I truly am as an adult getting my face painted. Oh, no. Fairly constantly. Expression. That's beautiful. You're beautiful. Thanks for coming. Well, you have an amazing birthday today. I sure will. It's off to a great start talking to you. Yeah. So I will see you soon. Okay, sweet dreams, Jess. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Planner Lifestyle Podcast. As always, you can join me in the Planner Lifestyle Facebook closed group. And if you're not a part of it, 
just answer a couple questions and I will let you in so we can have a discussion about today's episode from any of the topics or anything you have on your mind. We can continue the discussion again on Planner Lifestyle, the Facebook group. Also, just edited to add, I just talked it over with my family and I will be trying my darndest to go to the Planning a Better Me retreat. So I'm already online checking for tickets and so cross your fingers, say your prayers or send good vibes or whatever you do and uh, I hope to get there soon. Um, Well, not soon, but I hope to get it all like scheduled and booked soon so I can start talking about it for real because as of right now, it doesn't feel as real as I will when I have like a flight booked and all of that. So I guess stay tuned for that travel update and I hope you have a great week. And if anybody knows Jody from Jameson Reed, tell your girl to slide into my DMs. All right. Peace. <laughs>